Welcome okay. to We Are Legion, a publication of WROL Broadcast. Uh, hi guys, this is DP0427. Uh, here is a replacement host for Hate Mail, who is uh, unavailable for this sixth episode of We Are Our Legion, the unofficial uh, award-winning podcast for Aeon uh, Legions of War. So uh, with me today, uh, we have uh, Ogre Barbarian, and um, so it's just the two of us here today. So, um, a disclaimer, since uh, I am a bit of a newer player, if you guys have been following uh, Legions of Learning, our series on YouTube, uh, I don't have much to contribute in terms of in-depth analysis or sort of uh, advanced talks when we get into, you know, gearing and things like that. So instead, at the end of the, to- at the, end of the show, we'll be uh, talking about some newbie-related topics uh, for people like me who are just picking up the game and learning things. So... But first of all, we have a couple of um, um, topics to talk about. So the first thing on the agenda today are the events. We'll be talking about uh, the St. Patrick's Day and the event for obtaining corridors. And then there's some controversy to talk about as well uh, in the community. And then, like I said, we'll be discussing some newbie topics as well. So uh, first off, uh, the events. Ogre, do you want to tell us about the events and what we need to look forward to? All right, so the uh, their St. Patty's Day is currently going, and that's the uh, special shop that we have available. You collect little shamrock coins. Uh, you can get those in a variety of different ways, and they have a special shop for you to go spend, just like they did for the Valentine's Day, just like they did for the uh, Chinese New Year. Um, so they have those uh, special shops and special coins going on. Uh, so go ahead and pick those up while you can. Obviously, the rewards in the shop are pretty useful if you can pick some of them up. Uh, even if you don't get a ton of coins, you can still just buy gold, uh, pretty decent return on gold. They actually bumped it from the 10,000 coins, 10,000 gold for 10 coins to 12,000 gold for 10 coins. So you actually get a little bit more of a return on that particular one. I didn't really look at the rest of them. They all look about the same for the most part, 250 for a scale amp, uh, you know, 150 for an evolution ginseng three star or something like that. So it looks, you know, mostly the same. It's just that one small note about the the 10 coins for 10,000 gold is now 10 coins for 12,000 gold. So that was pretty cool. So keep an eye on that one if that is something you need because gold is obviously very, very needed in this game. Um, and then, of course, there's the event going on this weekend for uh, obtaining uh, corridors, specifically character corridors. You ki- uh, The gold avarice corridors and the experience corridors do not count towards this event. Uh, you have to obtain the character corridors and you get bonus points for, uh, if you have the event open DP, you can help me explain this a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but see. in the scoring, the scoring of it, you can get points for doing an elemental dungeon. You get points for discovering a corridor. You get points for going into a corridor. You get points for actually unlocking a character via shards. Uh, and those are, I think, the main point values. Let's see here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna click into the event thing here. I'm trying to figure out where it is. Uh, power through the hero corridors. That's the event you're talking about, right? Yeah. And you have. It should say a way to score or click the little uh, eye icon. The eye. At the top. Oh, at the top, top right. Yeah, at the top. Here. So yeah. uh, power through the court the. The hero corridor, when two commanders have the same number of points, the one who scored the most higher, 
You must. That, have, that's normal. Uh, what? Okay, so let's see here. What am I looking? You're for? actually looking at the point distribution. Oh, the point below. distribution. Okay, so it says victory, elemental dungeon, yeah. 100 points. Acquire an item in hero corridor. So two star hero shards. 100. So a shard. <laughs> right. So two star hero right. shard is 100 points. Three star hero shard is 250 points. Uh, four star hero shard is 500 points. Um, so that's acquiring an item in hero corridor. Uh, hero corridor open. Uh, you have two star hero shard is 2,500 points. Uh, three star hero shard is 8,000 points. Four star hero shard is 20,000 points. And then participate in the hero corridor. Two star hero shard for 50. Three star hero shard for 125. And four star hero shard for 250. So, um, yeah. I mean, you get a bunch of Wasn't shards. Wasn't there also points for unlocking a character via shards? Let's see here. I could be wrong. Nope. It's just so basically you have the the victory. Maybe maybe that was a quest. Is that a quest? Let me see here. Uh, could be. So the quests. Uh, so I have. Let's see here. There's a bunch of quests here. So there's uh, enter ten friends, enter twenty friends, enter thirty, uh, discover three star, discover four star, complete hero corridor. Uh, Summon hero with three star hero shards, four star, five star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So it is in the quest. Yeah. So the, the quests are just bonus points that you can earn if you happen to complete that quest. Yeah. Um, obviously, that is your goal for this, is you want to acquire as many rare characters as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the recommendation, this podcast probably won't be out before the event ends, but the recommendation for these kinds of events would be to go into the light and dark. They're harder to obtain. Mm-hmm. Elemental dungeons for the House of Shadows and the Radiant Sanctuary. Those are the ones that you really want to do because those are going to give you your light and dark corridors. Because whatever elemental dungeon you're in is the element of the character that you're going to discover. Cool. So, let's see. So, we got... Uh, yeah, it looks like a very interesting type of event where it just involves you doing your normal stuff basically right <laughs> and you just get free stuff to a, to a degree it's your normal stuff it's very much enforcing the idea that the elemental dungeons and hero corridors are important and i like i like that you know it's really cool that they're in, you know encouraging you to do it right now because it's something that you do have to do to awaken your characters and you know discovering corridors isn't necessarily something you always want to go for but it's definitely cool that they're encouraging it right now with this event. So yeah. I'm looking forward to when this event rolls back around next time, and we're kind of prepared for it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, as when I was going through the uh, the home screen, looking at everything in green uh, for St. Patrick's Day is pretty cool. I like that. I like how the uh, sort of the quote unquote mascot for St. Pat- Patrick's Day is uh, Mumading. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Yeah, that's that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, if you do happen to discover Ghost of Mumading. Oh, yeah. You actually earn uh, additional uh, the shamrock coins. Oh, cool! For the event, so that's the only like you you can get them like I said elsewhere, but he's a big one. If you find him, he actually awards more shamrock coins. That's cool. So. Yeah, and I like I like this sort of like quirkiness in the way they're theming these events, and you have um, special coins and things like that. Like shamrock coins is a nice hit. Um, so I could imagine something like. 
you know, candy canes or something like that for Christmas. They did something like that, right? So that's cute. I like this sort of right. Like, they did hearts. <laughs> they did hearts for Valentine's, uh, Valentine's Day. Day, and so. they did. Uh, I forget what they were. I think they were just Chinese like coin lanterns or something. Oh the yeah, there was coins here. Yeah. One, yeah, Chinese looking coins. Yeah. So, so I thought it's cool that he put these little flavor things in there. It's very cool. Yeah, so, I, I like that because I like the quirkiness because it adds to sort of the feeling. Even though it's very minor, it's very aesthetic, and it doesn't really—it's not that important at all. But it does help. I, dis- get into I disagree. It. I think aesthetics are important. Okay, I think fair. aesthetics are very important. Like, if you don't have a good aesthetic, like people aren't going to appreciate. It. That's fair enough. There you go. Alrighty. So I mean, with that, yeah, that's enough about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I hope uh, you guys had a good chance to uh, enjoy um, the events by the time this podcast is out. Um, but yeah, with that, I guess we'll get on to the next topics. Uh, the next topics are uh, this somewhat of a controversial topic with uh, things related to the energy sales, I believe, and the secret shop situation. So I actually don't know too much about right. this. I've been I've been listening to your podcasts, um, the last couple of ones, you, Loot, and Hate Mail, have been going on about this. So I'm, it's more, mainly about Loot and Hate Mail, I think, right? So, but maybe you can fill me in and let me know what's going on. Well. Okay, so this newest change does affect me because it affects everybody. Uh, at, okay, so previously you were able to go into the secret shop and get gem for energy deals. Uh, and then it decreased from an unlimited number of those to only five at 10 gems for 60 energy. And then it would go to 20 gems for 50 energy which is pretty close to the normal offer rate because the normal offer rate that you see in the shop occasionally is 10 gems for 25 energy. Uh, now at this point, the secret shop no longer has energy. Okay. So, uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure that this is going to be a permanent thing, but it currently does not offer energy in the secret shop. Uh, so obtaining energy to have a bunch of energy for your day to do your grind and stuff. If you're, you know, one of those players who likes to set it on auto and set it down, uh, you're going to have a little bit tougher time obtaining energy at this point. Is it impossible? No, you can still obtain plenty of energy. It's just not in the same way. And it's not at quite an amazing, uh, gem rate Mm -hmm. as it was, uh, so it's definitely affecting some players and a little you know, uh, animosity and anger is coming out from the community about it. And I think the one thing to take away from this as a community, though, is that we don't know if this is permanent. Like, we, we don't know. Uh, NCSoft has communicated a little bit with us. But we don't know a lot of the things that are going on still. They said that it's a constantly evolving process. They don't really know what they want exactly in the secret shop. And they're still experimenting with it. So it, at some point, the energy deals may come back. We don't know yet. Alrighty. So, I mean, now just to sort of wrap my head around this and also a disclaimer again to all of you guys uh, who haven't been watching Legions of Learning. I'm at a point in the game where I'm still, you know, like continuously leveling up. I also don't play that that regularly. So I have, you know, an overflow of energy that I still can't, you know, uh, pile through. Uh, I haven't got to the point where my energy is actually refreshing normally because I have so much. Um, So I don't know what the problem is, like personally. But I can understand from what you're describing to me how that can be a problem for people who burn through their energy really quickly and they want to continue playing and they want to play more, 
but they don't want to keep sinking you know more and more and more money into the game uh, also at a rate that they're not very happy with so I can understand that I can get behind that so now the idea here is that um, basically from what I understand is the players are saying we want to play more give us the means to play more that's the that's the gist of it right um, and the community I, I think not only that but it's play more for as cheap as possible. Well, of course. Because you can still play more. There's still always the option to buy energy with gems. There's always that option. It's just not a very good rate because you right. can pay 30 gems to give you whatever your max energy cap is. Right. And now, that's always available. Now, and I can get behind that again, too, because, you know, for the other games that we play, I'm one of those people that like to value their resources very highly. I'm also someone who doesn't uh, wail out on these type of games. So I am very frugal with whatever resources I do have. So I can get behind that as well. I can understand where people are coming from. But then again, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look from the point of view of the business. Not that I'm trying to side with ANC or anything, but it's, I'm more of a business-minded person because that's what I do from a day, for my you know, day-to-day things. So when it comes to this type of thing, I can understand from a business standpoint, they're trying to figure out you know, what's the best rate what the uh, the best manner to sell these uh, is and what's the best manner to sort of keep availability availability at a certain level. So they're trying to figure this out. I can get behind that. I can understand where they're coming from. Now, um, the best thing to do here is um, sort of to compromise with the community to see, you know, read their feedback and see what they, they want as a business and try and meet somewhere in the middle, right? So... At the same time, you know, you can't give it out for free either because it is a business at the end of the day. You know, this is a mobile game and we all know that mobile games, especially gotcha style games, it's all about making money, right? So that's the reason why they built these games from the for the beginning. So they're not going to do something that is not profitable for them. And, you know, people, it's just a bunch of uh, people who can play for free continuously all the time because, you know, that's not what they're set out to do. Let's be real, right? But at the same time, you don't set up something a certain way so that the energy is, you know, a, a rate that everyone accepted for a while. Then you take it away. That's not cool either, right? So I can get behind. Right. I well. think I think the biggest issue here is that people are comparing it to a bait and switch. Right. Which I I don't think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I just want to be clear. I'm not trying to defend NCSoft and their decisions in this. I think this is something that should have been mm-hmm. figured out prior to the global launch. Right. That's now, just how I feel about it. I, I, I feel that things like this should be figured out in that limited launch, closed beta, whatever you want to call it. It should have been figured out before the global launch, I think. Right. But then That's just how I personally feel. That being what it is, I mean, we, we play like other games too and the other games that we play even though it's been you know several years since they've been on they've been globally launched and we know for a fact that those games go through a lot of changes over the span of their lifetime and we know that things never stay the way they are like for example um in in dcl the game that we play primarily um up until recently there was a fixed amount of prices for shops in the pack, or sorry, packs in the shops, uh, up until maybe a month or two ago. And then a month or two ago, they decided to, hey, let's discount everything and let's make everything cheaper and more accessible and uh, increase the distribution of shards and packs and things like that. 
<laughs> which threw me through a which which threw me through the ringer because I actually set up like a calendar to, to explain to everyone, you know, this is the, the patterns that I figured out and this is what you could expect. And then they threw me a curveball by making everything cheaper. <laughs> so you know what I mean? I mean, you 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 guys can. No, 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 I, I got you. And I'm not again. I'm not saying that yeah, obviously so. games are gonna adapt, gonna evolve. Right. I'm not saying. Right. So I mean, I'm not saying that's the issue here. So I mean, I'm that's trying to not the it. issue here. I'm trying to find. <laughs> I'm trying to find the silver lining. Is what I'm saying, right? So you, for everyone who is thinking that you know maybe it is based on switch tactics, maybe it is that they're trying to you know price everything up again. But then it could also be the opposite. They could bring it back down again, even lower than it originally was. You know, maybe. They make you unhappy for a little while, and then hey, remember that price that you that everyone liked or that deal that everyone liked, you know, a while ago. We're gonna we're gonna bring that back. We're gonna make it even cheaper, you know. But then people will and, be and absolutely that is something that they can you know do in the future. But I mean, obviously everybody's being nearsighted currently, and they don't know entirely yeah. what's going on because NCSoft hasn't relayed that to us yeah in its entirety. They've given us vague hints and stuff but we don't have any actual details and again we don't see the behind the scenes we don't see the marketing team discussing this we don't see the developers developing all their stuff and saying okay what's the good balance here we don't see all of that i get that and i'm not saying that they're in the wrong and i'm not saying the community is in the wrong either in this case i'm just saying everybody needs to back off a little bit take a step back relax a second realize you know we don't know the whole thing that's going on with NCSoft and what they're going to present to us here in the future. It's only been a couple of weeks. Fair enough. Give it a little bit more time. Let's see what happens. So uh, that being what it is, um, at the end of the day, like I said, I don't know too much about the situation, and I'm neither here nor there on the topic. But you know, let's see where the the, the chips fall or where when everything you know settles down, and. I, I do understand right. that there are players who are, you know, up in arms about this. Some people who are who ha- are threatening to leave the game or have left the game. Um, so, at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that can disturb the community, that can make the community upset. And I do understand that as, um, uh, you know, as a corporation, NC should be looking into what the community is saying and reading their feedback. And then, but... There's only so much you can do when you put in this sort of position, right? So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you sort of you have to understand it because we're we're talking about this as uh, you know from a player's perspective. Not many people think about it from the business's perspective as well. And I think a lot of people like to place blame on you know people like uh, NC Ocho, for example, who is the community manager. Maybe there's lack of communication here or there. But again, like Ogre said on previous episodes, um, that the community manager for any game um, can only do so much because all they're there to do is to sort of relay messages between um, the community and uh, the company, right? So whatever the company chooses to do at the end of the day is not NCOcho's fault. So, yeah, don't place blame where blame needs to be placed. Well, <laughs> it's the old adage of don't shoot the messenger. Right. There you go. So, um, but. Enough of that. Let's yeah. let's get a, you know a better, happier topic. <laughs> so yeah, normally um, on these podcasts, you would have loot or hate mail talk about some more advanced topics like gearing, um, new characters, things like that. Um, I don't know too much about those topics because I'm a newer player. 
uh, if you guys again have been following Legions of Learning on uh, the YouTube channel, I'm about level nine or just below level ten or something like that. I recently joined our guild, the Court of Owls, so I'm sort of like working through it, and I'm playing things very casually. So we're going to discuss some topics that are more newbie friendly for people like me, and specifically, I think Ogre touched about touched on this with loot the last time with um, locking specific characters and setting certain characters. And then uh, another topic that we'll be talking about is incorporating new characters into your team. So I guess the first thing, like we mentioned, um, locking characters. Uh, why is this important, Ogre? You want to tell us about that again? All right. So when you're looking at your characters in the hero screen, you have a little lock icon and a little like badge icon. Uh, those two icons are kind of important, and they're directly above your character level, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and next to your character's name or something like that. Uh, but basically, if you hit the lock icon, the character is now protected, according to the game you know terminology. And what that means is they cannot be used to enhance or evolve another character. Now, that doesn't prevent them from being enhanced or evolved. It just means they can't be used on another character. So it protects them from being used up by accident. Like, let's say you have a um, a wood mumadin who happens to have a little lightning bolt icon, which means he's used to blitz a couple of dungeons. Uh, let's say you want to lock him to protect him so that you can always have him for that blitz roll. Uh, you can go ahead and lock him. He'll never appear on your enhancement or your you know evolution as a food, and you'll always have him for that blitz roll in that case. Or let's say you pull a new character that you really, really want to make sure that you don't just accidentally click on and lose because you really want to build up the character. Like I just pulled a uh, Dark Avarice out of this uh, corridor event. I don't want him to go away. I locked him just to protect him to make sure that I don't use him by accident somewhere else, you know, and make sure that he gets is safe so that I can build him up over time. All right, so that, yeah, that's pretty important. So like, I guess the gist of it is that you want to lock these characters to make sure nothing happens to them, uh, even by accident. You're kind of cutting it out. No, oh, am I? Okay, can you hear me now? Just a little bit, yeah, you were. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's because I, I muted and unmuted myself, so um, it's okay. Oh, uh, okay. All right, so uh, anyways, so locking characters is, is one thing, and then... Um, the other thing we were talking about was setting characters. Now, you were talking about the little badge icon next to the lock icon. So, do you want to tell us more about that? Right. So, that icon is actually uh, indicative of the character that you are sending as a sidekick to your friends. So, what you ideally want to do with that... Because uh, you only get one for that particular thing. You only have one character designated. Um, and if you select somebody else, it changes it and removes it from the other one. So don't try and click multiple characters because only one character can actually be selected. Um, and what it does is that it sends them as your sidekick option. So you want to, you know, select a DPS style character, either from the, uh, gladiators and assassins or, you know, the sorcerers, rangers, gunners, Spirit Masters. 
those two tabs are the ones that you want to hit. You kind of want to avoid the tank tab and the healer tab uh, during your hero selection because, like, who do you want to bring those characters as sidekicks? No, usually you want to bring, you know, the hardest hitting character you can find that'll, you know, just help you clean out the boss or something that you just are having trouble with. Right. If you're going to bring a sidekick. Not, so that's definitely something you want to think about. Not your five-star Awoken Astria like Doombox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't you don't want to bring the healer because they just they don't do anything for you. Yeah. When you're if you're running a team if you're running your team into that fight and you're gonna get somebody killed you want that sidekick to come out and just shred that opponent for you. Unless your goal that's is the to, idea. Unless your goal is to troll your friends. <laughs> so, I mean, or I just never get your sidekick hired. Yeah, basically. So, and again, when you hire your friend's sidekick, they get fifteen social coins. So, you, when you're selecting who your primary thing is, you think about it: Are people going to give me fifteen social coins to play this character? Right. So, if you have like a rare character, you know, who's a, a high DPS character, like somebody like Sakura or somebody like uh, Luna or maybe uh, Odious or something like that. You have a rare character that not everybody has. You might think about putting that character right as and, your sidekick, and it's because a, I know I'm more inclined to select the oddball characters personally because exactly. I want to see what they do. Right, and remember that this is sort of a two-way street too. So the more you uh, pick your friends' sidekicks, um, the more likely they'll they'll do the same for you. So you give them points, they give you points. So remember, that, you know that's always a good thing. Yeah. Exactly. You fun. want to help each other. <laughs> you want to help each other, but you also want to give something that is helpful. And if you can auto through any level in the story or the campaign or whatever by yourself anyways, you might as well just throw in a sidekick for the heck of it because why not? You're just giving free points to someone else. So it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Whether you actually bring out the sidekick or not doesn't affect the, the friend getting the first point. Right, they're going to get it either way. So even if they set, sit on the sidelines the entire time. So, okay, cool. So that's uh, that's good to know. Now, um, the interesting topic that uh, I actually want to touch on for the next episode of Legions of Learning, which we'll record um, probably right after this podcast, um, is the idea of incorporating new characters into a team. Now, some background behind this. Now, I'm at a point where I'm still fairly new to the game and I'm still working through... A core, the, the campaign, I'm on Act 3 with the same core set of characters that I've been playing with since the beginning, which is, um, who do I have? I have Centurion as my tank, I have Ren uh, as my interrupter, then I have, um, for DPS, I have uh, Leona and Nora, and my healer is Astria. So those are like the core group that I, I use, the core 5 in my group. And then on the last episode of Legions of Learning, I actually was lucky enough to pull a four-star Awoken uh, Fire Tanku. And I was like, this guy's cool. I That's on the lost footage, actually. Right. But, I mean, I think we, we showed him briefly after we... Uh, I, I think we did show him, but, I mean, we did do yeah. all the openings and we kind of lost that footage and it was kind of sad. Yeah, that was sad. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, the at the end of the day... But, I mean, just, I, just to stop you there, though, I mean, like... The idea of incorporating a new character isn't limited to just the early part of the campaign. Mm -hmm. It is a thing that happens throughout. Right. Like, you're always going to acquire that new character that you're like, oh, I want to build this character because I've been really excited to 
you know, find them. And now that I have them, I want to put them in. What do I need to do? And this is something that I still go through. Like, I don't have this super amazing roster where I have every character all maxed out. Like, I don't have that. I'm still going through these same troubles, mm -hmm. and I'm in Act 7. Like, it, it's not just limited to the early stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you finally would stop running into this post-campaign because you're no longer worried, but you're still going to have to be like, well, now I have to build this character up to play with him in this mode, you know, PvP or guild boss or whatever. But you still have to go through all the same motions that you would as you at your level or me at my level or even loot at his level. And it doesn't matter. It's still the same process for everybody. And it's still something that you have to go through. So it's not just limited to the early parts. Right. Now, um, I was talking about this with Ogre in the pre-show um, when we were just discussing what topics to talk about. And when I was looking at my roster, um, so you were looking at most of your characters that you're going through the campaign with and um, unless you have progressed them a little bit more, they're usually higher level than the rest of your roster. So in my case, most of them are around like level 16 through 18. Um, except I noticed that Ren um, was a little bit lower, like level five or level six. And I thought, why was that? Because the last episode of Leagues of Learning, we added another star to him. So then Ogre, uh, well, you can repeat what you just told me. So why is it that it's like that? Right, because every time you add a star to somebody, they're going to reset their level back to one. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go back to level one, and you're going to have to go back up in levels in order to get another star. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are weaker, obviously, as you have found out. Mm -hmm. um, so it's one of those things that you can't look at level by itself and expect it to give you all the answers. Right. So... There, there comes a point where you actually hit a plateau, I guess, with the leveling. So you have to look into getting them to the next star level and then continuing on from there. Right. Each each star has a level cap. So for two-star characters, it's level, what, 25? Okay. Three-star characters is level 30. Four-star characters, no. Sorry. Two-star characters is 20. Three-star characters is 25. Four-star characters is 30. Five-star characters is 35. Six-star characters is 40. Okay. So now my next question for you then is that, let's say, is there a, a timing for getting that next star? So, for example, like you said, for two-star, the cap is 25, let's say. So does it... it it's 20 for two-stars. 20? Okay. Do you have to hit 20 yeah, before you can get to two-star, or can you get two-star before you hit 20? No, no, no. At, when you are a two-star character, mm -hmm. the max level you can obtain is 20. Oh, sorry, I was thinking of a three-star. Sorry. So, um, can you... So, change? yeah, when you're a three-star, you can achieve level 25 mm -hmm. as your max level. Once you hit that max level, you'll no longer gain experience, you'll no longer level up, because you're at max level. Mm -hmm. Once you add a new star and you go to the fourth star, you're going to reset to level one, and then you can go back up to level 30. Okay. So now let's say, my question now is, let's say you're at two star, okay? And you're not even at level 25 yet. Let's say you're at level 15, okay? Uh, level, sorry, level 20 is the max, right? For for two star. So let's say you're at 15, you're right. not at 20 yet. Can I evolve to three star and then continue on from there? No, you have to hit max level in oh, okay. order to evolve. Okay. So that's what it is. So you have to hit the cap, then... Obviously, you can't do anything else anymore at that point, so you have to evolve to keep going. Okay. 
that makes sense. Right. And it's definitely, this is definitely one of those things that as you're progressing, Mm -hmm. if you run into a point where you're running into this wall of, I can't beat this, you know, particular Mm -hmm. content, Mm -hmm. uh, that starring is definitely one of those things that'll help you potentially get past. Right. So I was trying to wrap this around, uh, I was trying to wrap my head around this, like uh, the other game we play, which also has a star system, but it's different from that. So, yeah. Right, but it's not related to the levels at all. Right, not so at all. So it's a completely yeah. different style of star system. Right. This star system is really cool just because every star adds X number of levels that your character can attain. Okay. Uh, think about it more like this, DP. This will probably help you a little bit. A, lo- a two-star character is technically already level 15. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be level 15 at one star to evolve to two stars. Fair. So... So, uh, so a three-star character is technically already level, you know, thirty-five. Mm-hmm. So basically, I've, I'm also sort of now trying to think of the think of this like Pokemon, because in Pokemon, it's a sort of the same idea of evolving. You have to get to a certain level before you can evolve, and then when you evolve, you know, that's your choice at that point. So, uh, to a degree, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's not out of the realm of like it's similar, <laughs> but not really. But yeah. All right. Similar, but not really. Um, (laughs) But anyway, how does this all tie into integrating a new character into your roster? Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you when you attain a new character, you have to decide if this is a character you want to include Mm -hmm. in your roster. Mm -hmm. If if you decide that it is a character you want to include in your roster, you now have to figure out how to get them to the power level of your team. Now, obviously. You're going to have spare gear laying around, or you're going to be able to blitz the dungeons or whatever. You're going to be able to attain gear for them fairly easily just because your main team can get the gear for them. Mm-hmm. That's not really the main issue. The main issue is getting them leveled up, getting them started up, leveled up again, started up again. Like You have to go through that whole process. Mm-hmm. So something that you probably want to do if you, you know, once you obtain a new character, uh, Go try to find an experience corridor that's appropriate for, you know, for you, depending on what you're trying to, where you're at and what you're trying to, you know, level up. But either have an experience corridor or, you know, something else, some other way to gain experience. And if you have a bunch of experience spirits, that works too. Uh, you want to shove all your experience into the new character that you need to, to evolve them if that's something that you need to do. Uh, if you happen to pull like a five star character and your team is all at four stars, well, you don't need to worry about that because they're basically at power level with your team. Now, if you pull a three star character and your whole team is five stars, you got to power them up a little bit. And that's kind of what we're talking about here is that you want to dump XP spirits. You want to dump evolution ginsengs. You want to dump whatever you have resource wise into bringing that character up. But, you want to do it within reason. You still don't want to decimate your whole roster and just, you know, throw things at them so that they get caught up. You want to do it within reason. And this is part of the resource management of this game. Is You want to have some of these resources kind of saved anyway so that when a character does come along, you want to upgrade. You can't. But again, you have to do it within reason. You can't just have your whole roster full of nothing but XP spirits because then you can't get anybody else because then... Now what? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, uh, I guess we'll go into this uh, in the actual episode of Legions of Learning following this podcast. So, 
Um, if you guys want to see me go through that process, um, just be sure to stay tuned uh, and check it out on YouTube whenever you have a chance for those of you just listening on audio. Uh, and for those of you who are watching on YouTube, well, you're already there. So you already know, you know, it'll be coming up soon. Alrighty. So um, that was really informative. Um, something to look forward to as well. So, I mean, I guess with that, we don't have too many other topics to talk about. So I guess we'll wrap it up there. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, hope this helps, guys. Yep. Thanks again. Have a good night.